So a quarter of the way through the season, we've been telling ourselves, we just need to get through the stretch. We called it the preseason. And what we've seen out of this Georgia football team doesn't make us feel any better or really any worse than we would have felt had you said Georgia's 4-0, had outscored their opponents, had one game where they struggled a little bit, but also kind of got together and showed their medal uh, against a South Carolina team that played an extraordinarily good first half. The thing I'm looking for over these next few games, and this is something we'll start this week with Auburn, is consistency. Consistency in the running game, consistency in the passing game, consistency blocking, consistency on defense. And I think the most important thing out of all that is a consistency in the approach that Mike Bobo has in his play calling and taking what the defense has given us. What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 358 of the Wayne Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and that was my other co-host, Tony Waller. And my other co-host, Will Leach, is present, and he will soon be released to speak as we preview <laughs> Thank the you. Georgia-Auburn game, the 128th playing, I'll have to check my notes, but the 128th playing of the Deep South's oldest rivalry. And here's Will to get it all started. Let me, let me get Chad's uniform off here. <laughs> I've been unleashed on an unsuspecting populace. Actually, leech. Actually, you were un- uh, unleashed about, what, nine years ago to Athens, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been running r- r- free <laughs> rampant ever since. Nobody's caged you yet. Um, I'll start out with, before we get into the game stuff, um, if you want a, a funny story of how the media sausage is made these days. Um, I was scroll. I was like, like I, I, my wife is very into Instagram because she's a designer yeah. and they, they, they do. So she, I always forget uh, social media stuff, but Instagram is what I kind of look at occasionally. And I saw this thing today um, when I was waiting for something and there was Brock Bowers talking about Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor. Oh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Well, that's the thing though, is he said, his quote is hilarious. Which is, it's a big win for tight ends. Yes, it is. But did you watch the actual question and answer session that said that? No. The question, the, the reporter, who I do not know who it was, said, so uh, I, this is a silly question. And I apologize in advance for asking it. And Bowers kind of looks at him like, okay. And uh, he says, but like, uh, as a tight end, when you saw uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, would you say that's like a big win for tight ends? And Bauer says, yeah, I'd say that's a big win for tight ends. And it becomes Brock Bauer says it's a big win for tight ends, which it's true. He was not misquoted, but he was also repeating the question <laughs> in a way that, get, that became very social. Uh, like that, I would say one of the things that makes me sad about a lot of beat journalism anymore is that reporter did not ask that question because he actually wanted Brock Bowers to tell him what he thought. About he wanted a lead. He wanted that. He wanted to be like, he wanted, he literally fed him the thing mm-hmm. so he would be able to put it online and get all, all the clicks, all the clicks. I feel obliged to remind you there's no actual money uh, on uh, Twitter does not give you money for likes. I, I feel weird to remind people of this. But uh, you I think you can. Do. That's not. I've I've seen stories. Um, anyway, so I thought. Well, it was, yeah, it was, Riley, also the last uh, mm-hmm. New York Magazine asked me if I wanted to write about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and I said I don't really have. I to me, Taylor, Travis Kelsey seems like a pretty nice guy, but he's hardly like. He has strike me as a particularly riveting personality. He was pretty good on Saturday Night Live. Seems like a nice guy. And Taylor Swift, I literally could name maybe two songs I know. And but God, do not come after us, everyone. <laughs> 
But I, I don't say I, she seems like a perfectly nice person. Sure. Like I get no beef with Taylor Swift. I just, just not, I don't like pop music, so I understand what I listen to. And you can listen to her country stuff. Yeah, I, but I don't like I, I don't really like her like country. I think I know I know "Shake It Off." That's a good song. That's mm-hmm. a good song. And then, uh, but anyway, Taylor's anyway. version. No, I don't know. The point is, is I'm, whatever. I don't want anybody coming after me. There's perfectly fine. Do your thing. I would love like it if we got like. Swifties. It would improve our yeah, downloads. Like, like, like we like. But there is. I'm just telling you right now. If you've ever seen an NFL pro- football team, there is no way that they're dating. There is no way. She's on a world tour right mm-hmm. now. NFL players, like they don't. Half of them don't see their spouses during the season. Like they have short weeks. They like they, they have one day where they sit in an ice bath and then they have practice and film. Like it's a brutal, brutal, brutal job. In the off season, I'm sure they can probably date all they want. But it, it's week three. It's week <laughs> four. She's on a world tour. I honestly, if they've met more than twice, I would be actively surprised. And I don't mean that and I don't mean it as an accusation or anything there's anything wrong with it, but there's just no way. She's on a world tour and he's an all-pro football player in the middle of the season. When are they going to hang out? When have they possibly had the opportunity to hang out at all? They haven't. They haven't. It was pretty cool, the fact that, and then the next day, Kelsey and Swift on the Eagles were photographed, yeah. Kelsey and Swift. Uh, yeah. You know, you can't make this stuff up. It just, they NFL, both seem the like NFL nice script people. writes itself. They, yeah, it does, uh, because people write it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it writes itself, because it doesn't write itself. It, it, they're not members of the Writers Guild, so they don't have, they can have people that actually write that stuff. They're, I'm just telling you, more power to you. They seem like nice people. I'm sure it's good. they're going to have a long-lasting fake relationship. These people have probably met each other maybe three times. Well, speaking of not seeing your wife during the regular season, Hugh Freeze and Auburn comes to town. Yes, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> that was a good transition. Thank you. Thank you. That was a, that was I'll a, be here all day. Uh, that was a Sonny Bono-esque. Yeah, yeah there we are. Um, yeah, Hugh Freeze is uh, no, having no burner phone. Uh, we go to Auburn to play them this week. Um, I, <laughs> hey, look, I, <clears throat> good for Brock Bowers. I mean, I think you know he he can date. Jessica Simpson. I don't know who would who are the top ties. Who are the tight Todd in, the, Cav- in. the Cavender twins. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I have no <laughs> I idea. I did see I that, like, uh, the the LSU girl um, Livy Dunn Dun, is yeah, dating yeah. Paul Skeens, who was the number LSU one pick. Player. Yeah. yeah. I don't. So I don't. I like Will. Don't follow, to the extent I call follow pop music is because I have teenage kids. Um. So whomever it is that the top college El Tynan would yeah. date, that's who should show up and sit in the owners. Speaking of Brock Bowers, Brock Bowers is like they're, still, they're throwing to Brock Bowers again. Yeah, they are throwing to Brock Bowers again, which gets us back into uh, George Auburn. And uh, so I, I want to take a second to talk a few other points about last week. Um, <clears throat> I had. I had a weird moment uh, yesterday where I conflated the South Carol- Georgia-South Carolina game and the Georgia-UAB uh, game. And I think the reason I did that is the um, – I think the reason I did that was there was so much – there was so much in the second half again to like out of what Georgia did offensively. I mean, they just sat on UAB defensively. Um, and just looking over stats, especially against D uh, against one, uh, or FCS or FBS against FBS opponents. Um, you would be in Auburn are not only just separated about hundred miles. They're pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you look at them, 
they have a quarterback called Peyton Thorne, who is an, a Michigan State uh, castoff. Um, it's, it's, it's not even, it's called Peyton Thorne because that's his name. There's, uh, there's Michigan State castoffs. It's, 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 <clears> well, you know, well, right now, <laughs> well, Michigan State has somebody they're trying to cast <laughs> off, and he's saying you it's can't a, cast me off for something in the air, merely for being the stupidest. Person. You can't you can't catch me off for merely skinning it back on the phone. Um, with with a with the most prominent with like literally the sexual most, assault. Like, yeah, part, don't yeah, don't yeah. do that to any woman, but definitely don't do it to that woman. Then, yeah, don't invite <laughs> the most prominent sexual assault survivor in college sports uh, in the college sports world, and then yeah, anyway, skin it back. Um, I, I'm trying really hard not to make uh, Will uh, Scott have to, to edit this much. Um, so, kids, you know what skin it back is? Ask your kids, your dad. The, don't uh, ask your dad. <laughs> it will be very uncomfortable for both of you if you ask your dad. So, which is why you should do it. Um, I, all I can say about Auburn is that if you had a chance to watch any of the Texas A&M Auburn game, I, Auburn just looks stuck. I mean, Look, I think Hugh Freeze, um, despite being bad with burner phones, is actually a pretty good offensive mind. And and, and this is actually the particularly the kind of game where he could pull something out of his hat. But no, I don't think so with this team. And I'm not trying to jump to the end of the page on our podcast. We have a solid two hours to talk. No, whatever, two and a half. Um, but the the thing that I keep coming back to is that they don't look – they look like they look like everyone that said all the stuff about Brian Harson not recruiting was right. It, that that this was all true, um, because the, they look like they look like they have nothing. They look like yeah, they are literally are in a situation where they are. Um, they are, they should be thanking Mississippi State for not being because they probably won't be the worst team in the West. Probably won't be Oof, the worst team I in the West. I don't know, man. But I'm I'm not I'm not saying they won't be. I'm just saying they probably won't. They be. look bad. Right. They look bad, and they look. It's it's a weird question to ask, but like, I mean, the, when does Auburn? Listen, one of the frustrating things as Georgia fans has been seeing Auburn before Georgia won their titles. It was idea like, wait, freaking Auburn, right? Auburn has won a title, like, and and because Auburn would then they just fall right back down and they they go crazy again and and then fall back down again. But like the natural level of Auburn, and tell me if you feel differently, it would seem like the natural level of Auburn should be roughly around the natural level of yes. I know where you're going. Pick a team. Pick a team. Yeah. Tennessee? Would you say that? Yeah, oh, I think so. I was thinking so. more Mississippi State. Mississippi, I'd say the higher, <laughs> higher than Mississippi South State. Carolina. South Carolina. Maybe a little higher than South Carolina? Oh, I think they have. They have. First off, they have a lot more crazy rich um, boosters. Yes. But, but, the, but that actually is the problem. That's the thing. It's like Harson. Like, yes, Harson was a wrong fit, and there were all sorts of problems that went on there. But, like, they were done with him when they like, hired by him. game two. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is obviously Hugh Freeze is more of a cultural fit, which is to say he's a soulless con man. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely nice. fits there. Um, he's more of a cultural fit, but like they're really bad. And I think it was a part of the idea of Freeze coming here was the idea that like, okay, we know he comes with baggage to say the least. We know he comes with stuff, but like he'll pull tricks out of his bag. He's a good offensive mind. He knows how it works down here. If anyone can pull this together to make it respectable fast, 
It would be him. Do you think? Do they think Hugh Freeze is going to be here for like ten years and build this long program? Oh no! But the whole no. idea of him coming here is to have a quick turnaround. Yeah, they're not close to that at all. Well, I mean, I think you bring up a good question about Hugh Freeze. What is the trajectory here? Right? Did he come here as a turnaround, or did he come here because it is the type of program? Look, when Hugh Freeze was at Mississippi, Auburn was in the midst of winning a national championship yeah. and having Gene Chance as the coach and firing him two seasons later. But still, they won a national championship while, during his time when he was at Mississippi. Um, and Hugh Freeze, this is the type of job Hugh Freeze would covet just because they won a national championship in his lifetime. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that Hugh Freeze is good at is um, uh, uh, ethically suspicious recruiting, which is not a thing anymore, right? right, right. Uh, <laughs> right, right well, right. it still is. It, it still is. It, right? it is. It's just nobody cares. Nobody cares, <laughs> right? Um, I think if Laramie Tunsil happened now, uh, people are like, oh. Oh, oh, cool, he's smoking up with a gas He might have put that on his own Yeah, on his own Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think there is a level of, there's a level of... Um, the way we view Hugh Freeze from his time in Mississippi, uh, from his calling hookers on the state phone to his time at Liberty, that we think in 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 think and you know, look, I haven't even started laying in the hospital bed jokes yet, but um, the whole the whole thing is that they hired him because he could beat Nick Saban, um, and it. <laughs> Is it possible that's taking care of itself? Um, is, that, is it possible that's taking care of itself this year? Um, now, I'm not predicting Auburn to beat Alabama. I think I don't think they're nearly good enough to do that. But I think the longer-term question for Auburn, um, thinking about why, and, and we'll get to this week's game, the longer-term question for Auburn is, are they going to have any patience with anybody if they don't immediately do something? Because I – as a Georgia fan, don't you want them to be completely impatient forever? I'd rather be a little patient. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think so. I guess. I mean, look, Blind Hog's going to find an acorn every once in a while. They could, they could luck into a good hire. I mean, they, 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 you know. I mean, God knows Florida did, right? Um, so, you know, that's that's one of those things that I I worry about longer term. But it is nice to watch someone else's trailer on fire. And th- but I mean, I don't see moving forward. I guess I was thinking about this, but I was trying to compare it with South Carolina. I think it's Mississippi. Like, obviously, like, culturally, they're sure. very different. But where, like, Alabama, like, my friend Will Haraway is a diehard Mississippi fan. I wished him luck before the game. And he's like, it's going to be the same story. It's going to be the same story. And it's it was. the same story. And it was always the same yeah. story. Because even though this is not a good Alabama team, or not a great Alabama team, it is, like, they can take care of Mississippi. And I think this, like, really, that's what Auburn is. I think that's what Auburn is going to be for Georgia Moving forward, particularly if they have a trailer park fire every three years. And I think that's the thing is, like, if Auburn were more serious, which I think is maybe what they were trying to do with Harson was to have, like, a program builder. Yeah, yeah. Like, have a program builder who's going to put this together, not to, not to like, their, their version of Bielema, if that makes sense. I don't mean that, like, Bielema's that kind of coach, but... Illinois brings in someone like Bielek is like, this dude knows how it works down here. Which is not hard, obviously not what Harson did. But this guy's get like, Bielek was, if, if he was terrible these first two years, he'd still have so much room to go because this is a six year project. And it's fine, and you can do that. Harson, like, if, if Auburn's smart, they would hire someone, not like, not Bielema, but someone who 
long term gets they would hire uh, Dan Lanning. You know, they would hi- they would hire someone like that who gets how this works is building long term, but they can't. Harson, I think, was the instinct to do that. The cultural fit was so bad that it wasn't going to work, and they were want to give it immediately. But if they're going to keep hiring guys like Freeze, just like oh, well, let's roll the dice and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any wor- reason to worry about Auburn at all. And I'm not sure. And maybe that makes sense for them to hire guys like this because at a certain level. It, maybe this is, is South Carolina. Like they're never going to beat Georgia for recruits, and the best you're going to be able to do is do well enough that you get promoted to a higher job later on down the line. But Auburn, to me, I've never really taken as an outsider. I've never taken Auburn seriously the way that I take Alabama. Frankly, the way that I take Florida, to a lesser extent Tennessee, but uh, LSU, you take seriously that way. I don't take Auburn seriously like that. So as a Big Ten guy growing up. Who would you compare them to in the Big Ten? And who do you take seriously in the Big Ten? Uh, I would compare them to like a Michigan State. Okay. Like a team that's like has a good run every once in a while. Michigan State's made the playoff before, for crying out loud. But like, not they're not Michigan. They're not Ohio State. They're not uh, Penn State. They're not even Wisconsin. Like they are a step below that. And that's what Auburn seems to me. But they're a team that got lucky and hot twice. And for a variety of reasons, they probably shouldn't have beaten Ohio State that one time. Any, uh, 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 excuse me, was it Ohio State or Oregon? Whoever Oregon. They beat, Oregon. Uh, they probably should have beaten Oregon anyway. So um, I don't know. I it will be curious think- to see what when, when they switch over to when, when there's when there's no divisions. But to me, Auburn seems like I mean, like honestly, could they hire someone like Napier? Like whatever you think of Napier, whatever you think of Napier, the goal what Florida's trying to do is trying to build something no. over like five or six years. That, that, that's not what they want. Yeah, exactly. And I that mean, to me is why they're doomed. Right. And that's that I think you make a good point that Harson was so for there's a, there's a segment of the Georgia fan base that will understand exactly what this is. There was a time where Auburn Auburn was consistently good. Consistently good. I mean, they were— It's like Pat Dye. Pat Dye, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat Dye even Tater Tot, mm. uh, the Bowden, uh, Terry Bowden. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they— I've never um, heard that nickname. What, what, I don't know why it's called Tater Tot. I might have just made it up. I don't think I did. No, I'm no, not, I've I'm, heard that before. I'm not that clever. I, I like um, it. But, I don't know exactly what it means, but it sounds right. But Right. I think it does. Um <laughs> A program that was cons- look Auburn for a program that's won the, exactly the same number of national championships as Georgia. Auburn probably suffers the most from little brother syndrome as anybody because they are a state university in the in the same state with the undisputed national champion leader, and for the entirety entirety of the history of the University of Auburn or Auburn University, whatever it's called, on. Um, Alabama has been um, has won national championships for the entirety of the history. Even if Auburn was really good, Alabama was probably really good too. And that has created uh, and it's, it's ramped up over the past few years now that Georgia's really good too. Um, and I have a feeling Scott's going to ask us this question later, but when's the last time Auburn beat Georgia? Right and well, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, I, I thought I thought it might. Um, so it's been a, it's, it's, it's been a while. It's, not, it doesn't immediately leap to mind. It does not. I agree. And the the other part about it is, I think this is a neat Warsage test that you know we used to play the game. Would you rather be 
consistently good mm-hmm. with always with a chance of being in the national championship hunt, but maybe never getting there? Or would you rather be really, really, really good for a year or two and win a national championship and then be abysmally bad? Yeah, yeah. Because I think a lot of Georgia fans, especially before the, the past two years, would have picked the, the former. I Auburn absolutely has already chosen the latter. And that's the great thing about Georgia right now is you, we've got a guy that got you both. Yeah, you got you both. Say. Right. And, I, and I think that that's the problem, too, is in a world where – like, listen, for all the talk about Alabama being down, like, they're not where – like, they're going to – Kill Auburn, <laughs> like they're going to absolutely kill Auburn this year. I mean, it might be twenty seven five, but yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but I would say that like, uh, like we've talked before about how when Missouri won the SEC East and Florida had their like Florida and Tennessee and those teams in the East should have taken advantage of Georgia being down when they had the opportunity. That was their kind of time to kind of do it. South Carolina. We talked about South Carolina. That big game where they were all fired up to play Georgia. I'm like, you better get them now because it's coming. That To me, the best thing I can say about Auburn is when Georgia was down, however you wanted to find down, before they were this, they took advantage of it in a way that Florida and Tennessee did not. And South Carolina did not. They took advantage of that. Now I feel like it's too – like if, Al- if Georgia's going to be what Georgia's going to be, Alabama's always going to be what Alabama's going to be, even if they're down a little bit. And now you've got – now we're going to get rid of the divisions. So if you start doing tiers of what the SEC looks like next year, Auburn strikes me as bottom of second tier, top of third tier. I agree. And, uh, and maybe it was easier to punch out of that. And listen, you've got a puncher's chance against Alabama every year. That's really how they've kind of done it, right? They've been able to beat Alabama at the right times. Um, but – if they're not going to actually try to build something and be smart about it, I don't know. I think it becomes harder to have those puncher's chance years when, frankly, there's like they're going to be playing Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super hard for them to just like take advantage of a down west and hit Alabama at the right time. I think Auburn. Here's my official prediction. I bet Auburn does not win another national championship uh, in in Orlando. Oh my God! You're Will. Will, do not make me take my shirt off. <laughs> That'd be my bad. It, just, it feels like that they ha- and listen. Good for them. They got one. They got two. Like and I'm and I, but I don't. I don't think that's the level that they actually punch at. Did they get two? Twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten is the one. They lost in. 13, yeah, they got to the national championship. Game, right? Yeah, with with Georgia's former um, yeah. safety as quarterback. Sorry. Um. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think that that kind of is an interesting way of leading us into the conversation about this week's game. They're not good. I mean, they're not they're not good. Um, so I looked it up last week. Y'all referenced last week about uh, Texas A and M. All three quarterbacks played. Yeah, well, well, in an got SEC them, game. Got them. Um, play them. Let's see. It was uh, Holden Gurnier, Robbie Ashford, and what, Peyton Thorn. Peyton Thorn. All three quarterbacks combined. Nine of twenty-three for fifty-six yards. Is that bad? That sounds bad. And then uh, two weeks before, they had two hundred thirty total yards of offense versus Cal yeah. at one or two a.m. in the morning. They had four turnovers, but luckily they were minus only minus one in the turnover margin because Cal had three and they won fourteen to ten. Yeah, they should have lost. They lost. They lost. They would have lost if that game were in Illinois. And Illinois is not good right now. <laughs> like Cal's not good. Like they had to make so many mistakes. Just for Auburn to beat them fourteen, then like that. Like, yeah, but they're Cal's, Cal's defense is 
Offenses. Uh, maybe Auburn's defense is really good. Cause yeah, well, Cal scored 30 something yeah. on Washington. No, they're not friend. They're yeah. not. They're not. And I think you can make an argument that they should have less patience with freeze than they had with Harson. I understand. I don't the think they will. I think they'll work. have more. But I agree. Yeah, I agree because of the cultural fit. Well, but like, and they think, oh, he's a, he's a big hitter, right? Like one year it'll all flow the right way. I think that's the, that's the idea. He'll cheat the way they want to cheat, but it's harder to cheat now. It's harder to not. It's easier to cheat now. It's harder. It's easier, harder to cheat better. Yeah, there than we go. Else. That's it, guys. If you have evidence of Auburn cheating, call Auburn Compliance at three three four seven one zero six six one two. Matthew Leach was the one that famously had the great analogy for college football cheating before the NIL world, before the Kavanaugh thing, which is the idea that like speed limit sixty five. He did this to talk about Bruce Pearl and Auburn. Uh-huh. The speed limit sixty five. Everyone goes 75 or 80. Pearl goes 125. He will get there faster, but eventually he will get caught. Mark Fox went 55. (laughs) Mark Fox went 55. The problem is if everyone's going 125, it's actually just going to be down to who has a better car. Yeah. I think that's right. And and I think that's that's, that's what they want out of Freeze is to go 125 and 85 until he gets caught. But now everyone's going, it's the Audubon. Nobody cares. So his car is not as strong as Georgia or uh, Georgia and these other cars. And I think that's the problem moving forward. I, I'm very happy that Matthew Leach's analogy actually holds up uh, in football and in, in the NIL race. Because I, I think that's exactly what it is. It's like that how going faster than the other cars and hoping you don't get caught doesn't matter anymore because there are no rules. And so the best car wins. And so uh, if you want a full rundown on my feelings on Hugh Freeze, refer back to our episodes in the spring where I went on a little bit of a rant about Hugh Freeze uh, and his performative Christianity. Um, I think there, that's enough to say about that. Uh, suffice it to say that I, I'm, I have, we had discussion about which team we like the least. Um, oh, that was in 2015. 2015. I, I don't think we need to replow we need, that ground. Well, today, I, I, we no, need no, no, to replow no. today. I do want to replow, but I think my, and, and I've mentioned this before, Auburn was my most, we, we said yeah. you're most objectionable. As right. As, Auburn was high, high, number one, as most objectionable. I think that's changed. Uh, they they are because they, they don't I, matter. I, as I'm much. glad you brought that up. We did talk. There was a regional aspect to it too. Like your sure. wife, my, my wife, being it's from Columbus, Columbus may yeah. have more problems with right. Auburn. Than it's changed. It's yeah. changed. It's no longer number one for me. I still have more. I still have more problems with Florida, but I do think because of Hugh Freeze at Auburn has flopped a little bit with with Tennessee. As much as as, as objectionable, like is like whiny little. Did you hear his quotes? as as I think is as Tennessee's coaches? Oh I still, yeah. I, I, Still, it looks like Chumley from uh, Pawn Stars. Yeah, I just think his. I, I just did he think win a Heisman he's... Trophy? Who? Chumley? Josh Heupel? No. no, no, he didn't win a Heisman who, who, Trophy. It was Jason White. You know who else didn't? Peyton. Um, so the <laughs> and, UT Knoxville. And, no, T Martin. T Martin. Yeah. Martin did not win a Heisman, but did, did win a national championship. Did win a national championship. So did you hear? <laughs> but you... maybe Peyton did win a Heisman and not a national. Yeah, championship. that's. Yeah, he didn't. Woodson won the Heisman. Oh, Woodson won the Heisman. Wah, wah. Yeah, a DB. Um, yeah, so I, it's like it's like Hugh Freeze is. He is uh, he has not covered himself in glory and his performative Christianity so really he made, per- makes me angry. He was a little performative this week in his um press conference and he had some quotes and I'd love for y'all to comment on these quotes. First on on the rivalry with the, with Georgia, the Deep South's oldest rivalry, the what the 128th matchup, is that right? I think I said that earlier. Yeah, 128th matchup. He was quoted as saying, "I'm new here, but I don't sense the hatred 
that is in some other rivalries that I've been a part of. And then a reporter told Freeze he was about to find out. And Freeze continued on saying he isn't a fan of hating another team. He's quoted as saying, I'm not big on hate. I'm really not. I'm big on just, man, this means something to so many people. So we should compete in a way out of love for our people, not necessarily for hate for other people. That's kind of the way I operate. But man, I hope we compete because we love Auburn. And it means something to the Auburn people to compete against Georgia. So that'll be my approach. But nonetheless, that love is a great motivator for me. He sounds like a TV preacher to me. He sounds like a dude that's going to lose by 40 points. That's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like, if I'm being entirely honest. But uh, like, if he's got a better team, I'm going to base find a little bit more hate in his heart. Yeah, like, I would put I mean, it that way. We do know he loves uh, Tampa Massage Parlor. So, um, yeah, that's a, I mean, first off, he also acted like he didn't know Georgia played the national championship in 2017. I promise you he did. I mean, yeah. because he is he is very, very, very online with capital O. Um, and if, by the way, if you want to, you want to play a little, little, you want a little test of this, tweet out about something about Hugh Freeze and actually – you know, put his name in it and see if he doesn't hit you up in your DMs. I'm saying just... Yeah. just Has he ever it. hit you up in DMs? He is not. Not that I know of. I know Gary Patterson is the only coach that ever hit me up in my DMs. Really? Yeah. yeah what we, we're, we're actually we're, we're friends. We just, he said thank you to something I quoted about him huh. a long time ago. So, um, What's he doing now? Uh, he is an assistant coach at Texas. Okay. Um, they, or they, an analyst they, at Texas. They, remember, they may have put a statue of him up. Then fired him, <laughs> and then went to the national championship game. Those are all things that happen. It's the order of things. You got to love college football. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Freeze. They did not put up a statue of Hugh Freeze, but that was. There are other things that are hard. Well, um, as, as it gets into the game, uh, one of the you know one of the big things out of Athens has been all of the injuries. I mean, we've had what was it? Ron Corson was quoted last week saying it was the most injured yeah. he's ever seen the injury list. Auburn doesn't have nearly as much depth as Georgia, and they're losing a lot of guys, and they're having to play all three quarterbacks who throw for a combined fifty something yards. I mean, that's I mean yeah. that's only that's only twelve yards per quarterback. So. <laughs> I would say that like I mean this is an interesting question. I mean honestly, I'm kind of famous last words on this, but like Auburn does not strike me as a I mean the, the fact that it's in at Jordan Hare is the only way this thing makes me feel any more concerned. Any sort of way, yeah, I agree with that, you. About, First about away game, yeah. And, but certainly, you know, we've talked about Georgia not looking the way that, like, we're four games in now, right? Like, I don't think Georgia is in trouble. But again, we haven't seen, we, like, I, I, I was not at the game on, on Saturday, and I think they... I saw William on the big screen. Two games in a row. When I saw him on the big screen, he took his bottle of water and dumped himself. it yeah, on him his and, head. Him it was and his awesome. buddy Wyatt were doing that. Him and his buddy Wyatt were <clears> doing <throat> that. Yeah. They were yeah. a good time. We, I was getting, we were getting texts at the Make-A-Wish Foundation at dinner. Good. Uh, letting me know that that was happening. And, um, but I would say that, like, this does not feel like a game... Well, I'm worried that everybody's hurt. <laughs> it would be one way to put it. But I would also say it also doesn't feel like a game where we're going to get... You're not going to be like, oh, okay, whew, back on track. All right, now now we're seeing it. Because I think there's there's too much going on. I think there's... The, they, you know, it's another example of it being kind of good fortune of the way the schedule has turned out. And yeah, there, there was a good set. There was a piece this week about how... Uh, drink about how, um, you know, basically... The, the reason that Kirby started scheduled Oklahoma in the first place was because he was worried about something like this happening, about the idea that, like, you really... It's not so much that guys get complacent. It's just that you don't know. 
Like you don't know. You don't really know what you have and what you need to work on. And I don't think Auburn is good enough to be able to help you with that very much. Uh, I would argue Kentucky will be a tougher game than this, even with it being at home. So the injuries, I mean, you talk about injuries, Lyle McConkie looks like he may be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I, I think there's a possibility of getting McConkie and Fuller back. And that's two important pieces on both sides of the ball that could make a difference in how we look. Now, I, one thing I'll disagree with you about is that if Georgia comes out here and boat races them 42 to nothing or something, yeah. I think that does flip the narrative a little bit about, it oh, does. it was Georgia wobbly number yeah. one. Because believe me, people are but Are they making, in a position to do that? I mean, Georgia's got a lot of injuries. Like, there's a lot well, of I, 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 don't, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, we'll get to predictions in a minute, I don't think so, but... Um, you know, there are there are those just because they have to write something that are positing there comes a point, even if George Keats went in, they might not be no they might no longer be number one if they keep playing this way. Matt Brown wrote that in the athletic. Um now I disagree with that because I think is Are they like, losing votes? Are they- uh, no, actually they've gained votes yeah, in the past. So they- Although there are uh, there's a couple of steadfast uh, there's a couple um Maybe four or five at two, maybe two or three at three, include Brett McMurphy. Yeah. I think it's okay to not pick them one, but yeah. I don't think they're losing. Yeah, and there's there's one guy who right. steadfastly keeps them ranked fourth. Yeah. Uh, so, which is, that, is that Ryan Day and the coaches? Uh, no, it's uh, David Jablonski uh, in Toledo, though, Toledo Blade. Um, I don't look at the poll. I don't look at the <laughs> no. tracker. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but, uh, but I am fascinated fascinated about polls. By the way, polls are just merely uh, newspaper cell survivors. Yes. Uh, and, and, and people and people that Hugh Freeze likes to watch. So, um, no, the things he likes to watch the people on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he has a thing for like Polish dancers. Yeah. You don't, you know, like, he could, yeah, yeah, he could. This I, is I, why I, they ask you to write the book for you, because <laughs> not me. Um, but you know, I think there is also an element at play here of, um, I don't. I think if you listen for however long we've been going, you 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 get a sense of what we're going to predict at the end of the podcast about the Georgia Auburn game. I'm. Um, I think what is interesting and what I want to see is just consistency. I, and not consistency in the bad way. I, a consistent game, right? Because even even the last game, Georgia played up and down. Um, I think. Yeah. A lot of people want to blame Kirby for the timeout for. The um the the two minute drill touchdown that UAB got I I can't that that seems like reaching a little bit. Oh, when he called a timeout yeah, because, because after the first play it was a negative yeah, it, play. Yeah, it was like it was makes sense. Second and eleven. Everybody in my section was saying timeout. Yeah, timeout, timeout. timeout yeah. yeah, I mean, um, Kirby is hardly the only coach in the college football that would do that. Right. I think just about every coach. Right. Would. Now I think he should have called timeout later in the drive and recruited his defense yeah. and like said. You let them score here, you will run the stadium tonight. Uh, that's but that's just me. That's why I don't coach football, um, because we still won big, right? The uh, but I, not you know, big enough. Not big enough. Not big enough. Nothing's enough. good enough. Yeah. Nothing's big enough. So, but I also think that's a part of it too. We have spent we've spent the last two years where one year last year we were the undisputed best team. Maybe maybe Ohio State was as good. Maybe not. Uh, but pretty undisputed. Ryan Day can't win the big one. Uh, and then at 21, we were one of two or three best teams. This year, there might not be a best team. We might not be the best team. I'm mm-hmm. starting to think Washington might be a better team, at least right now. At least right now. Um, and I'm okay with that. We we wouldn't have to face them for I mean, George was the universally months. accepted best team in football last year, and they still yeah. became one weird field goal. I think goal Oregon shape. looks 
pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they they yeah, they, but they also look they also look not good against a bad Texas Tech team. <laughs> so, but um, I here's the last thing I want to close on like uh, how we're all kind of reacting to how Georgia's playing. I'm gonna use an analogy. I went uh, for years ago, many 15, 16 years ago. I was invited on. Uh, I had a wealthy friend uh, in Los, Ange- Los Angeles who invited me and my then girlfriend uh, to go on a boat trip through like St. Bart's and like little places that like one of those little islands you can only get to by like private boat. And I was just like, it was just ridiculous. And we went to one and we were lying down in one of the places where the sand is so soft and it's just beautiful. Just like one of the most perfect places on earth and a place that's so exclusive that no one else would be able to go. And, uh, and we were there for like a couple hours. I'm not really a beach person. So I was like, after a couple hours, I was like, yeah, this is probably, well, I, know, here, guys. I know this is a great beach, but this is probably more than I need. And I kind of was like, I was like, Russell, so I, you know, are you thinking I'm going somewhere else? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, oh, I'm Will. This paradise bores me. Bring me new paradise. <laughs> and I think that... It's, oh, my God. It's so great. It's hilarious. And I, I think we're kind of a little bit in that spot as a Georgia fan base right now. Like, oh, this paradise bores me. Bring me a more interesting paradise. Bring me new paradise. I see this, and frankly, in the way that my wife will talk about the game. She's it's like, not wrong. That South Carolina game wasn't great, but like... Man, at least it was close. This paradise bores me. Bring me new paradise. And I think that's kind of where we are a little bit. I think that at a certain level, we're like... I think we can end the podcast now. <laughs> that's, that's it. He described it perfectly. Yeah. I, I think, think that's yeah. right. I actually think that's where we are. And, it, it, and it's not going to stop until we lose. Oh, I think like, that's it's right. It's not going to stop I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's and, right. Because if, they, if we win 45 nothing, it's going to become about like, well, we didn't learn anything. It was Auburn. They're terrible. And I just think that, like, that's... the And, boy, talk about first-world problems. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. great first-world problem. I mean, keep in mind, guys, we we can harken back a few years ago where we were, like, legitimately stressed about Auburn. Yeah. Like, guys, I don't understand what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're not far removed from yeah. Auburn being the higher-ranked team, us playing them in December and, like, springing a surprise upset and, yeah. and beating them on the road. And I, and I don't think this, like, I don't think this is us being like cocky as Georgia fans. Like I'm worried about that Tennessee game. I'm still a little worried about the Mississippi game less after last week, but like at Tennessee is still a concern and it should be a concern. Missouri looks pretty good. <laughs> like Missouri, I don't, they I'm look not competent. I'm not right. worried that like Georgia, like I think Auburn is not good. And so that's why I'm not worried about this game. Not that Georgia is just so great that no one can touch them. Yeah, it's so, you know, the short, uh, the short version so, of, oh, good. I'm just like the short version, the TLDR is that, um, sorry. I think very we believe, busy. Very, busy. very busy, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I think sorry. my personal opinion is we as Georgia fans are bored of paradise and we are in, in all sincere, all sincere yeah. sense. I think TLDR is. We are actually bored in a way and have put ourselves in a situation where nothing's actually good enough. So we're yeah. Alabama fans now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, our friend Matt warned us of this, right? Yeah. Um, but I will tell you right now, I continue to take the position for me in my house, at least for me, not for my house. Um, I'm exactly the same place I was in 2021. Give me a series of 10 to 9 wins. It will be miserable and it will almost kill me, but 
if you do that, I will wake up watching the sunrise over the Astrodome in in January. Is it still erected? It's still up. It's up. Yeah, I think well, it's mostly populated Hugh, Hugh by about those. Yeah, it's mostly populated by wolves. Yeah. But yes, it, it is. It is. Hugh, Hugh Freeze has some ideas about erected, and um, I got some more jokes. By the way, uh, yeah. the it, they're all fourteen year olds. Breaking um, tea. You might need to make some uh, shirts <laughs> of your quotes. Uh, I will watch the sunrise over the Astrodome in January. So. That's just the way I feel about it. I, do I want to beat Auburn 57 to zero, negative, negative five or whatever it can be? Yeah, of course. But walk out of there with a 10 to nine win. I will worry about that on Sunday. Another part of this, and I know we're getting the ad, but one thing I, I think is a good way to close. Remember when Georgia played? Remember the revenge? We all remember the revenge tour. Yeah. Right? We all remember the revenge tour. Yes. And each one of those wins so just felt so yes. great. They'll never feel like that again. No. Like it will still be cool to beat Tennessee. It'll still be cool to beat Florida. But it won't feel like that. And that's okay. That's actually what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I think that's part of it. I think another reason that's happening is there is no revenge tour anymore. The revenge tour is when someone beats us. That's when the revenge tour happens. Uh, but Georgia can't really have a revenge tour. They just, they just, they, the only team that could get revenge on this point would, well, they already did it. They already beat Alabama. Like everybody's, they were the last, they were the big boss at the end and they got them. Yeah. So, Tony, give me a few X's and O's, offense, defense, special teams, matchup, uh, you know, anything from Beck or the running back, you know, with the Dylan Bell package seems to be working a lot. And I also love the Brock Bowers package that we saw last week. I, I, I think Will hit on it to me as having Lab McConkie back uh, as a possession receiver in the middle is going to be a big deal. Auburn's uh, linebackers have struggled in space. We saw that last week with uh, – Max Johnson hitting Jake Johnson on a little slip out tight end really was it really was a tight end up and out and he was by himself because Auburn's linebackers were just it, they were just all mixed up about who they were supposed to cover um, which basically I I saw a stat today where Brock Bowers is leading the nation in yards after catch. Uh, his average depth of how about a, he had what two or three stiff arms? Yeah, this week. yeah. He so just has, hasn't had one for eighty yards yet, so mm-hmm. it feels like we, he hasn't had one right. of those. Where he just but, like he, but no, but he literally is leading the nation yeah, yeah. Uh, with a, a, a qualifying uh, receivers with yards after catch. His average depth of reception is something stupid like. It's stupid to me because he is he is competent and and going deeper, but something like four and a half yards. Was it was it Vanderbilt that he had the one last year where he just like knocked everybody over like four or five times? Like there was yeah, four. and there was uh, maybe two years ago as a freshman, he took a pass in the middle against Georgia Tech and just yeah. outran oh, yeah, their yeah, safety yeah, yeah. safeties. Um, so and I think, but that's having McConkey back also forces Auburn to make some hard decisions about how how you're going to cover both of those guys. And then I I think I think Bobo is building a pretty effective package because you know Dylan Bell is a receiver and you know that you, when he is in the game, um, you kind of can cheat a little bit um, if you go empty set uh, and or you don't have to run as much twelve because I th- I think Oscar Delp uh, while he's coming into form as a receiver. Uh, he still is lacking as a blocker, uh, especially. He is. I think he's actually kind of lacking a lot as a blocker right now. Well, it, yeah, okay. I, I think that's been oh, he's certainly not Darnell Washington, right? Uh, but he's still a young football yeah. player, right? Oh, and, yeah. It's not, it's not a, a, an insult to Oscar Delp to say that he's not Washington. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> but it is different. Right. Yeah, it is it's different. Di- and it's I think Kirby's talked about that about how like it's a different thing. Yeah. Like it's not a, no one's mad at Oscar Delp. He's just yeah. it's not him. 
defensively, I think having if Bullard's back, even if Bullard's not back, um, I, whichever quarterback they send out, I, I think Peyton Thorne will probably start again as he has. Um, I, it's just hard to get worked up. I mean, they're. Their best receiver is Jacquez Hunter. I'm sorry, the best rushing, their best running back is Jacquez Hunter. He's like 150 yards on the season. Um, just not, they're just not an effective offense right now. Um, and it, are they going to be good for a, a few big plays or will Georgia end up with a, um, a dumb possession where the defense just totally loses their mind about how they're supposed to play football? Sure. I think at this point we've seen that as a repeatable uh, thing to the point where it's no longer an aberration, but are they going to be able to do it multiple times in, in enough ways to create heartburn for Georgia fans? I just don't see it. So we do want to thank Ryan Strickland, uh, our podcast sponsor. Our Strickland. That's what, that's what he goes by. Ryan Strickland and the Strickland firm. He doesn't go by that. We don't know. I've, I've, um, I've never. I, I mean, just, he just should. Um, Rod Strickland went by R. Strickland. Yes, Rod Strickland did go by. Uh, did, Ryan, Ryan Strickland, <laughs> the Strickland firm in Marietta. We appreciate Ryan's support this season. Long-term listener of the Wait and Since Last Saturday podcast. If you're interested in car wreck, injured in another accident, and need help, Ryan Strickland's your guy, and you can find them at the Strickland firm. Dot com and also at 844-GA-JUSTICE. For decades, clients have relied on attorneys at the Strickland firm to help with serious injury and wrongful death cases. So you've got the experience, you've got the know-how, he's a damn good dog, and um, and Tony knows him. Yeah, which you should go see him despite that. Arstrick. Arstrick. <laughs> Arstrick. Oh my goodness. Um, so I assume you have some fun stuff. I did notice that uh, noted listener and tailgate partner Tiffany Williams has a question for us. Yeah, there's a couple of questions. Tony, why don't you, um, let's, why don't let's, you fire me, some let, of those off? Let me fire up Tiffany's. I don't have the other one. Okay. Can you find out why no one wants to fix the travesty of the scheduling model that now has playing at Auburn in odd years? We should play at Auburn in even years only. Um, With Greg McGarity? Tiffany, I agree with you. Um, I think I can find out why Greg McGarry. I think that's why. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Did he it. just cave back then at the moment? Yes. Um, Didn't have George's best interest in hand. I don't know about that, but yeah. He but we it, never, was, it was the path we, of least resistance. It's the path of least resistance. Everybody. Right. It, we were able to get even more home games in. Uh, more more noon games in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the new scheduling model. Um, we know in 2024 Georgia will play Auburn. There's no guarantee that we will play Auburn beyond that. Um, I, I, the people smarter than me that follow um, college football scheduling, particularly SEC scheduling, are still putting their chips on a nine-game schedule. But I, I tend to also agree with, uh, I tend to agree with the people that say without more money they're not going to do it because why would they? Yeah. Um, but I think it's telling that. ESPN is being like, you know what? We're not sure that like the ESPN's not just like, okay, sure. Take all the money. Right. Like no, that's no, why think, it hasn't happened. Yeah, I think that's, that's why right. it hasn't happened. I mean, we're not sure yet whether that's a, a negotiating employee or that's just the position they are. But, um, like generally speaking, they pay up. Like that's right. All of In this the past is they have. In the past that's they have. That's why all this is happening. And um, it has not happened yet, which the, so I think is. Is there altogether a possibility that we don't play Auburn every year? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a world where we could potentially well, be I mean, in five years. College football, as we know it, as we titled one of our shows, is going away after this year. So, 
Um, and Tiffany, I will personally put a white, uh, word in with the SEC conference that we we play them odd year, uh, even year. So you know, we 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 take care of that for you. I'm sorry, I'm making so much beverage noise over here. About it's fine. It's better than me munching on pecans or whatever it was I was eating. Do you have any other questions? I don't remember. The, I don't. I don't have access to other question on uh, WSWS podcast. Let me see. I will effort that. Lindsay asked a question. The biggest concern headed into Auburn. I'd say the crowd getting into it. That's my biggest concern because I've been to that place when the crowd's into it, and it is a hornet's nest, and it can be. And you know, maybe it won't be at full capacity, but it'll be at enough capacity. To make it problematic, if that's the case, yeah, particularly for a team that has shown it starts slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a, the right way of approaching it. I I worry a little bit that Georgia's going to come out flat and get into a you know some sort of modest hole, and the crowd gets into it, and they they lose their mind. Now, do I am I saying that's what Georgia's going to do? No, because I have I have not seen that out of this team. I haven't seen that out of this team at all, and I haven't seen that out of this coaching staff. Um, and I have seen this coaching staff be able to get them course corrected in a way. And we saw it in the South Carolina game, yeah. right? And then there's another question uh, from Lee. With all the complaining that we, as a fan base, have done, I haven't done that much complaining, but I'll, I'll accept that. But this not, paradise oh, bores me. But he says in uh, is that parentheticals parentheses parentheticals yes. But not necessarily you guys. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Name five things we should be ecstatic about so far this season. All right, I'll start. Um, Two night games so far. Actually, three uh, if you count uh, the UT Martin uh, with uh, UAB and then with Kentucky on the books. I'll go with that. Um, I'm going to also go with Brock Bowers, the fact that he had 100-something yards and five or six receptions and multiple stiff arms. I was ecstatic about that. I will also say I'm ecstatic that I'm not angry like I was in the preseason about the bridge. It's kind of a non-factor to me anymore. So I'm excited about that or ecstatic about that. You're ecstatic that that you're not angry. I'm ecstatic that I'm not angry because I was in the preseason. I'm ecstatic that I got to witness going to a football game with someone who had never been to a college football game in their life last week. My buddy Denny, Mm -hmm. Tony met him. We brought him by the tailgate and I think he had... Four or five of uh, Tiffany's uh, jalapeno poppers. Yeah. He loved those. Um, that was ecstat- That was an ecstatic moment for me, just being able to see it through his eyes. And I saw him today at the gym, and he was still talking about it. And he He's was still like, swole? He, he is. He, he uh, can back squat 495. So, um, wow. yes, he is, he is still swole. Uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't look like it. He yeah, nice. but, but he doesn't look like it. He doesn't look like some dude walking up that he's so swole. Yeah. He's, anyway, he carries it he's well. He's Romanian. He's, it's hard to say. No, he's Serbian. 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 Sorry. Man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, and then what's the fifth thing that I'm ecstatic about? I'm ecstatic that Georgia's 4-0 and we're living in uh, 21 wins in a row. So that's five what things. What would possibly make... With the first four games, what could I mean? Those are those are good answers, but they're really basically one is only one about on field stuff, and it's about the guy that we knew was awesome already. I mean, that's that's the one thing I'm most excited about yeah. is we're living we're living a time where we're watching one of the best that's one. players. I agree. Okay, so and then your second one. What, what were you saying? Hold on for a second. What were you saying? My what? point is that like you can certainly be pleased. You can certainly not be disappointed. You can even say people are overreacting to things. I find it hard to look at Georgia and say, I am ecstatic about any specific on-field thing. You can be happy or satisfied or, yep, not worry about that at all. 
aesthetic? What's an on-field thing that you're like, ooh, this is why we love being the Georgia fan that you've seen on-field? I, I, I strangely have a second one. We've played well enough not to lose the number one ranking, even though we didn't lose. Again, right? see, that, that, that's, 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 it's all recessive, we're, right? We're on that beach right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, but that also... We that, have found an ongoing metaphor that for is the season, super. That's super... First, that's super. I mean, that it's is actually bougie. the metaphor. It's very it's bougie. super bougie because is. we can't we can't even struggle to be. Look, I, yeah. Am I ecstatic about watching Brock Bowers? Yes. Am I ecstatic to watch um, to watch uh, Cash Jones catch passes out yeah. of the backfield? Yes. Am I ecstatic when McCom use uh, returns a punt, doesn't fumble it? Uh, yes. I'm certainly getting pleasure out of the team. I'm not saying I'm not getting pleasure out of it. I'm just saying ecstatic. Like I was ecstatic when. You know, like that's what Georgia is now. Like, come on, you're you a, use a better adjective. No, I think well, it's right. I mean, so but, or, or euphoric, if you want to. Well, yeah, I was I've been, like, I was euphoric when the when the Ohio State field goal missed. You know, right. I was euphoric when right. when they scored the touchdown of the Rose Bowl. I was euphoric when the when the, you and Tony did the post game podcast in yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, I was euphoric when when Ringo did the interception. That's that's what it takes now. As a Georgia fan, I don't think it's something you should feel bad about. Well, I think look if I, I, I know this will be a um, a controversial take, but if we're in a dogfight against Auburn and Peyton Woodring hits a fifty four yarder to beat Auburn, <laughs> I know there will be people that will be pissed about that. I'll be ecstatic. I'll be ecstatic for him. Oh, I'll, I'll be, be ecstatic, ecstatic for, for him. Absolutely. Now, will I be also you, like you, you tell me? Hold on, wait. Will I also okay. be salty on Sunday? Yes, of course. You're I'm telling right. me Kirby Smart's going to come to that press conference and be like, oh, yeah, well, that was great. We're really happy about the performance today. He's going to come in like someone shat in his rook and, if that happens. And I, I, ruck. I, you said ruck. I said ruck. Rucksack or ruck? Rucksack. Rug. I thought I said rug. I meant to say rug. Okay, oh, shat in your, was, shat yeah. your I don't ruck. know what a ruck, an Alan Ruck actor from. Rucksack. Uh, from uh, no, rucksack, right? I don't no, know what a rucksack not is. Alan Ruck, uh, <laughs> uh, Cameron from. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And from Everybody's favorite best friend, yeah. yeah. University of Illinois graduate, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but no, rug. Someone shat in his rug. Is the point? Is that like he's going to be furious? It'd be easy that. to pick up as long as no one steps on it first. Yeah. Anyway, tried to sorry. Together. Um, the point is, is that like I that's what Georgia is now. Like there is no way in that scenario, as much as you may tell yourself that you're aesthetic for the kicker, that any Georgia that that Kirby Smart's going to go in there and be like, "We got the W. We got. We're happy. Boy, don't you feel great?" Like he's going to go go do a Deion Sanders uh, sort of uh, bring out his mom and 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 quote her on it. Like that's just not what Georgia is now, and that's awesome. This is not a criticism. This is, I don't even think this means that Georgia fans are like have anything to apologize for. But like this is what this is. This is like you don't. Okay, you don't I can that. see that. Yeah. I, I, the analogy I can think of is is. Uh, kicking a field goal to beat Georgia Southern in 15. I think that's yeah. right. Right. Like we were, we were justifiably mad that that's where we were as a program. Yeah. Not 15, 16. 16. Like after that Ohio State. 16 or 15. There were times that Ohio State game I thought, man, Georgia, I, Georgia should be a little better than this. They should be winning this game. I was disappointed that they weren't better, but I was ecstatic when they won the game. That's yeah. what Georgia is now. Like the stakes are winning a national championship and whenever it gets you there, it gets you there. All right. So we got one more question. This is from Jason. He the subject is he sent this to the WSLS podcast at gmail.com inbox. Or no, he he did this on our website. He actually went to our website. I mean, <laughs> man, man. You can send anyway. stuff through our website yes, or a Gmail. There is a form on our website. It's a, this was sent via a submission form on the WSLS website. 
Anyway, the subject line is places to watch the game when the dogs are not in Athens. He says, hey guys, weekly listener here. I've lived in Georgia most of my life, but coming from a home with mostly a single income, we never had the chance to visit Athens, much less see a game. However, my wife and I have decided to take a trip to Athens to see the town and watch the game while the dogs are in Auburn. We figure it could be a good time, and you're right, to get a taste of the town without feeling too overwhelmed. Would you guys recommend some places to hit up to watch the game? We will have to bring our little 90 pounds German Shepherd, so we're looking for places that are dog-friendly. Thanks for always bringing a great show every week. Always look forward to every episode. Go dogs, Jason. P.S. My wife is from Missouri, so like a certain someone on the show, she pulls for the Cardinals during the summer and the dogs during the winter. L-O-L. Good man. Good man. Yeah, but you, you found yourself a, a, a steady spouse there. Um, I uh, Dog friendly. Dog friendly. I would say... So if you can bring your horse somewhere. I mean, you want to be in the middle of a fight. Because like, I've always thought that like if I... Like I actually really enjoyed uh, going to... Uh, uh, I like to like I I would like consider going to like one of those movie theaters where like show the games Can and like all get together. Probably not. Probably not. I would say Southern Brewing. Yeah. Southern okay, Brewing. Do they have TVs? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know so. if they have TVs, but I've been there and I saw plenty of dogs. Yeah. Um. You know, another no, option. I think, I think they do. There's a place yeah. downtown. There's a place downtown that has the what's the place? Uh, Paloma Park. Is yeah. it Paloma Park? Yeah, it is Paloma yeah. Park. Yeah. I'm sure they're dog friendly. Not a sponsor. Could be a part sponsor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if Sauce House is, but they have nice, some nice outdoor space. Part of the problem is, this, is in look, I'm sure your German Shepherd is as peaceful as they can be, but a 90-pound German Shepherd That's has a tendency it. to intimidate people. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Unlike my dog, who has no teeth anymore. Who has no teeth, and <laughs> tongue, he's walking It was not intimidating with teeth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, eight pounds. Also, you have the world's wildest cat. Um yeah, those yeah. are those are. I mean, I don't think they're another place. I'm assuming it's like a collective experience. Like that's probably yeah, what he's. I'd, I'd maybe um, if you have a hotel room or an Airbnb, maybe put um, Ranger. I'm going to call the dog Ranger. Mm-hmm. Put the ra- Ranger in the hotel room and um, go see some things downtown. And maybe yeah. even catch the first half. And when you come back, he'll chat on the rack. Yeah, the if rock. you're gonna, if you're gonna. <laughs> by the way, if you're gonna leave Ranger in a hotel room. Bring Rangers some nice snacks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do know Southern Brewery would be a good option. Don't know if they're big into football. Uh, I went there and it doesn't seem the type of place that's big into football, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, creature Comforts, potentially. The TV situation is not great. Okay, it's not good. Uh, maybe Terrapin. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of outdoor spots. Now, here's the thing you're, you're probably not going to want to do. Um, but I know I'm going to do. We're going to go watch the game at Wire Park. You're in Wire Park. I was going to suggest Wire Park. I do know that there's plenty of room there. It's in Watkinsville, so you won't get the Athens experience, but it's pretty awesome. they got a bunch of restaurants there that are opening, um, and they'll have some food trucks. And they'll and have the game on they outside. Do have a, yeah. They have a, an LCD TV with two sides, Yeah, and so it'll be, that, that'd be a an good outdoor, li- An actual door, outdoor watching space. Absolutely. So, yeah. so that's yeah. my answer. I don't know if they'll be showing the game in the big screen in Nebraska, where I'll be at. Oh yeah, Will's <laughs> going to be in Nebraska. And I'll be in Salt Lake. Yeah. Salt Lake? So, Salt Lake City, yeah. Wow. I have a conference. I'll have to hold so. it down the Eastern yeah. Time Zone. Um, it's possible, possible that I'm going to watching the game on my phone during a conference. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, so uh, before we get into the picks... Because that's the only thing we have left, right? Well, you tell me. We, you know, yeah, we have trivia or... That's the only thing. Yeah, no, I don't have any trivia, but we'll what get was the, the... What was the... Op- did we have a question about the, the last time we lost our... I remember. I remember Okay, now. so I, I do remember. I'll do yeah. this first. Okay. So uh, just to kind of set up 
the Georgia Auburn game. This is the this is the earliest matchup that Georgia and Auburn have ever had. And I'm going to get to that. There is a bit of a caveat. Well, but they I'm they gonna, played in Columbus in June. They played in February on the very first game in 1892. I'm not going to really count that. Yeah. If, if everybody's fine with that, if it pleases Georgia the court. Win? I, I don't even, I don't know. Okay. Let's see. I'll well, tell they you. win, we count. If we didn't, of course not. It's kind of a different game then. Georgia just... lost. No, it didn't happen. In Atlanta in February of 1892. Um, so the series, uh, Georgia leads 63, 56, and 8. This will be our, personally, collectively, as the Wait and Society podcast, this is our 10th Georgia Auburn preview show. Goodness gracious. Wow. And we've been around a long time. Uh, it is the 10th. Because Georgia played them twice in the 2017 yeah. season, which is also the last time Georgia lost. That's what that's what I remember. Was in the regular yeah. season, they lost 40 to 17 versus Auburn. But since then, they've won six in a row, including the SEC championship in 2017. What was the last one they lost before that one? 13. 13. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, so uh, twice t- since the tip, I moved the here. tip six game. Yeah. Like. Picks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, prayer tip, Jordan hair. Prayer. Yeah. Prayer Jordan. No, that was the no, no the tip six. No, because that was the kick six for Alabama. Was the prayer at Jordan hair or whatever it's called. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I was there. That was the last time I went to that. They stadium. won forty three thirty eight. Yeah. On that game. That was the last time I went to that stadium, and thank goodness the very next week the kick six happened. Right. Because yes, no one ever sees that play. Yeah. No one. But you know why? The kick six happened. Right. In the six games that they've won in a row, here are Auburn's scores in those games. 7, 10, 14, 6, 10, and 10. Hmm. So what I'm hearing is 11 points wins. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. I do think, I do think uh, Georgia will score at least 11 points. At least. So as I said, they've played in the months of February, December, October, and November. This Saturday will mark the first meeting in the month of September, which feels icky and weird if you're into the Georgia-Auburn rivalry. It should be like an end of October, November. Thanks, Thanks McGarrity. Um, yeah. That was for Tiffany. Uh, it'll be the fifth time that they have played on the 30th of a month because they're playing September 30th. They played on the 30th of a month in the year 1900, okay. 1905, 1915, and 1920. So it's been a while. Out of a calendar month of 31 days, there are only two days out of the 128 meetings that like- Georgia and Auburn have never met. Can you guess what two days that they've never met on? This is like Yuragami. Right. Um, there was a score got me yesterday too. There was there's been three in the NFL this year. Yeah. Oh jeez. Any day of the month uh that they haven't played. There's two days that they they have not played. Um the thirteenth. Nope. No. Nope. Ninth. If you were really thinking and you weren't, it's uh the thirty first because they, they played primarily in the month of November right. and there is no thirty one days. And they November. wouldn't play in October because they're usually playing Florida around that they, time. They they used to in the olden days play in October. So um it's the thirty first and the fifth. They've never played on the fifth or the thirty first, but thirty first was a reasonable guess. I should have thought Yeah. So uh we weren't thinking. You weren't thinking. So that's all I've got on that. So we will talk about our predictions after we do the fun office pools, but before we get into the fun office pools I don't have trivia, but real quickly before I before we we all convened, I wrote down a couple. I figured I'd bring back uh, buy or sell. Mm. Okay. Um, so I wrote down about ten items that were just on the top of my mind, 
And uh, we'll just keep it brief, but we'll do some buy or sell. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. I so got no issues. There is, and this is kind of random, but it mainly revolves around sports, but not all. All right. So we're going to, I was, uh, as I started this, I was preparing to set my coffee to go off at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. And so I love coffee. And so I was going to ask y'all, buy or sell. I've never seen Will drink coffee. I don't think he drinks it. Oh, but I, I'm drink, gonna... I drink uh, matcha. Okay, so buy or sell coffee. I, coffee, I thrive on it. I have to have it three cups in the morning and I'm yeah. done. Three cups? Jesus. Yeah. Three Just cups. do cocaine. Three yeah. cups in the like morning. Like a reasonable person. And then I'm done. But the interesting fact, I never even tried or drank coffee until I got married. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't drink love it in, in college. I, I don't drink coffee, though I do. I do. I've swear, become a matcha person. But, uh, but it's, Is I that a tea? It's like a green tea. It's like okay. a, like so, a, you, so, so you'd sell coffee? I would sell coffee. Okay. I'm not really Buy or sell the Ryder Cup. It starts this weekend. Buy. Buy. I, I know Will's going to sell because it's no, golf. But it's playing in Italy. I think it's A couple of Georgia Bulldogs in there, including my man, Brian. Yeah. Brian One on each side. Seb yeah. Straka. Yeah, Seb Straka's going to play for the, the Huns or whomever. He's Austrian. Yeah, I know. But, but he grew up in Valdosta. I'll say that I like the Ryder Cup more Which is than the Austria your, of Georgia. More <laughs> than your average non-major tournament. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Ab- I would say it's, a, it's above that for me. Yeah. Just because I like to see America beat other countries. Right. I agree with that. I'd yeah. like to see America yeah. beat other countries and i'd like to see sub straka look at the back end of air Togo. be great I, going I south like, one thing i do like about the Ryder cup is they uh and i feel like this is happening a little less lately but back in the day when it was like when tiger was doing it all the time like tiger was like this uh, uh, when tiger was as, as peak he was becoming like basically like a walking nike swoosh with like no personality and we now know why he might have been hiding some stuff but he was always <laughs> so joyous during the Ryder Cup. When yep. they win the Ryder Cup, everybody has a great time. Yep. And it's, it's clear they really care about it. And, 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 the, and all, that they like being teammates with one another in a sport where there aren't really teammates. So I, I'll actually, I'm not going to buy it because I don't like golf. But among golf things, I will take the Ryder Cup over some other. It's going to be interesting to see the dynamic with Brooks Kepka being added to the team. You know, he's a he's a live golfer, but I do think that the they're all live golfers now, aren't they? No, no, he's the only one. He's yeah, the only one. I so, I, but I think I think the the unity of being playing for the the U.S. will uh, usurp any kind of hard feelings for this week uh, with Brooks. But uh, I looked. I, I think in the singles matches will be interesting if, if we can get a Sep versus um, Brian Harmon match. That would be that would be pretty cool to see. It would be. That would be awesome. Do you think that U.S. will win? Yes. I don't. Yes. I, I think the... the Always. Europe, who, never, who, never who won it last time? Europe won it, so they only need a half a point less to retain the cup. Yeah, U.S. is a better team. Okay. All right, buy or sell London football. The Falcons mm. and the Jaguars play at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday in London. And I did I hear that there's going to be games in Germany this year. Uh, they're looking to expand in games in Brazil and Spain, I think, for next year. I just don't care enough about NFL for this to matter to me. i, I got to be honest about that. I mean, it's fine. I like the fact that it's 9.30 in the morning, so I'll, I'll buy it. And uh, having gone now to go to London to watch an American sport, it's really, really fun. I bet so that so, would be going to, to yeah, go would be really, it would be really it fun. would be cool. And honestly, if Georgia ever plays in that Dublin I was just about game, to say, I'm going. Like, as, as, as college football becomes more and more like the NFL, it is not off the table that someday Georgia plays in Europe. I'll go. And boy, howdy, would I go to that? Yes. That would be fun. Yeah. Okay, uh, buy or sell. Uh, Apple has released its new iPhone series. I know Tony, Tony's feelings on this, but uh, the iPhone 15 Pro Max, it's going to shoot 
basically on almost like a cinema camera where there's a log profile, which means it's a desaturated picture. Is that the 15? Mm-hmm. It's 15 max. So it's doing what Google Pixels have done for four years. Are you kidding me? Yeah, go ahead. You just got the 15 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. Do Do y'all need a moment? I do for one every two years. My so I gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna buy this. I might I might uh, put my SIM card in it, so Will can't use it. That's amazing. So the the cool thing about it is the video has four different options. You've got the 0.5. You've got the two, and it goes to a 5x zoom, which Will is the first time I'm seeing this. That is amazing. It really. The I've not I'm, used any of those things. The either. reason. The reason why I'm so fascinated by this new iPhone is because it's really made for the creator, for the the photographer or um, the videographer. I mean, there's many times where I'm on a job and in a quick pinch, I have to use some iPhone footage, and I can always tell. Some people can't, but I can always tell. Like. Ugh. It's iPhone footage, but I have a 13 Pro Max, and I've really enjoyed it. So uh, I'm going to buy the 15 Pro Max. I can't wait to... Uh, I'm going to send you this video. I'm, I'm, I was just videotaping it I can't in 5X. Wait. I can't wait to get my hands on an iPhone 15 Pro Max. Do you know what? That just reminded me. What? Um, the head of Apple, what's his name? Tim, Tim Cook. Cook. He's an Auburn guy. I know. Okay. I know. All right. Which is why Google phones have had all that stuff you just talked about for three years. <laughs> Whatever. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Buy or sell cinematic college reels. Did you see the Oregon reel? I enjoyed the Oregon reel. It was awesome. I enjoyed the Oregon um, I think the, the key with that is any college uh, creative that works for the university to have all access, like Dan Lanning is giving Oregon um, college creatives, where they had access to the locker room. They had on field banter with yeah. with Colorado, oh, yeah. which I thought was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, just the candidness that uh, Lanning has had. Now Georgia does a lot of good stuff with that. And I think their 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 program with the with the creative people are second to none. But I hadn't seen one quite like this before. Lanning's had a good week, yeah. by the way. Like he like Lanning has gone I think it's worth kind of rewinding back a little bit and talking about Lanning Kind of what's all happened with him this week? Like he's obviously we've talked about the Kirby coaching tree and mm-hmm. have it like the Tucker thing is obviously not great, right. and like there really have not been any breakup. Maybe Landing is that guy, yeah. Because he, I think that people liked nationally that that clicks thing because it actually he put a voice to a thing that everyone was kind of thinking mm-hmm. and everyone was kind of, like even if they were excited about the, the Dion thing and listen I wrote a piece kind of not mocking the Dion thing but kind of mocking the reaction to the Dion thing but like I got no beef with Dion I see what he's doing I totally get it but I think there was a certain uncomfort like to be able like honestly that is exactly right they're doing this for clicks and we're doing it for wins I guarantee you the number of coaches that texted Lanning after that and be like Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, dude. He's having a good week. He's yeah. having a really good week, and good for him. Tony, you have any thoughts on that? On Dan Lanning? Dan Lanning. I mean, I think he's a very good coach, and I think everybody that has opinions about this, most people have opinions about this, are framing it based on their own way of looking at things. And, yeah, it's, right. yeah, it's like... He's having a good week. That's he's having a good week. Okay, uh, final one. Uh, buy or sell MLB playoffs? Buy. Buy, yeah. The, this is, I mean, this is why I, you have hundred sixty. Well, I know. Games. I really wanted Will to kind of give his predictions. Yeah. Well, we well, we don't know exactly yet uh, how it's going to break down. The wild card round will start on Tuesday of next week. So, for the record, this is a great thing for Braves fans. You get like next week off. <laughs> is that a good thing? 
Yeah, there, I think they need it. There are not stu- like there. There's people always like, wow, they're cold. They're, 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 the other team's coming in hot. Like there's all there's no evidence to really support that there's really any sort of difference. In fact, the evidence supports, as Tony hinted at, resting. And get in the and they need it. They they have felt kind of like they've been spinning their wheels for the last couple of weeks because they've really had nothing to play for. So yeah. um, I think that uh, some time off will do them a lot of good. The real issue is, I mean, they probably gonna, they may well play Philadelphia in that. Yeah, first round. that's what worries me. And yeah. Philadelphia to me is, I think Atlanta's the best team in the National League. I would be more worried about. Philadelphia or even Milwaukee than Los Angeles right now. Los Angeles has like serious pitching problems. Acuna MVP? I would vote for Acuna MVP. That um, it is very close. In fact, I did a. You'll see a piece uh, that will go up on Sunday night. I do it every year where I rank the the top fifty players in the postseason. I actually put Betts one and Acuna two because it's kind of a historical. Like Betts has won an MVP already. He's won two World Series. Acuna. Like it's not his fault that he wasn't there for in twenty twenty one, but MVP wise, I bets WAR number is higher. I get the case for bets. The case for bets is he's had this incredible year. His WAR numbers are he's played second base and shortstop whenever they needed him. To me, Acuna has just like he's going to go like thirty eighty. I'm sorry, I can't ignore that. <laughs> like I can't ignore a guy who's thirty seven forty. For the 47, yeah, 47. Like that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. And uh, now, I, do people say, well, the bases are bigger? I mean, certainly there's a lot more stolen bases this year. There's no question about that. But, like, there were still a lot more in 1987 <laughs> than there than Yeah, there are so. more stolen bases because of the pitch clock. Yeah, the pitch clock and the bases are bigger. The bases are bigger. And so, uh, but no, I think that, I mean, it's what you can say there's more stolen bases. 70 stolen bases is a lot of stolen bases for a dude that hits 40 homers. Yeah. So, but if I were to make a prediction for the World Series, uh, let, me, let, me, let me wait until next week. We can wait, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, so we are now entering the Passion Autos Pick'em Contest. Passion Autos, guys. I saw Robbie today at Kike's... Oh, good. Kike's... What's it called? Kike's, Kike's Kitchen. Kike, Kike's Kitchen. Were you there at lunch? I had or? lunch there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Charlie's Robbie. working this evening. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I didn't see... I, 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 was, I thought maybe I'll see Charlie, but I was like, yeah. no, it's After school. noon. After school. He's at school. <laughs> so Passion Autos is here in Watkinsville. Two guys, car guys, they decided to start a business... And what they quickly found out is there are a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out the best, most effective, and easiest way to get a safe car for their teenagers. That's their jam. Uh, Both of them have, uh, Robbie has three kids to one recently out of the house, one out of the house a little bit, and then two in one in high school, one in a middle school. They get out of the house. That they get out of the house. Yeah, it happens. Right. And then um, Scott has two high school uh, teenage daughters. Um, and they happen upon this business model that yep. we, if you go to them and say, Hey, I'm looking for this car, this price, they work really hard to make sure they get a safe vehicle for you and your family. Uh, and they work with other people, obviously. Um, I, I'm probably going to buy a car in the next six or eight months, uh, and I'm probably going to use them. And you know, I, when I saw Robbie today, he had a passion on his T-shirt on. Yep, looked like he had some uh, grease. Or a, something. Oh yeah, he'd yeah, been awesome. working. Yeah, yeah, of course he'd been working. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. It's never, never not works. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little long time since I had car oil on. Yeah, sure. the car guys. I, I can change the oil on my dad's uh, in our old Camaro. Yeah, but that's uh, now I don't think you're even allowed to. You yeah, know, you're not allowed to look that like way. That yeah. Okay, so we have a new leader in the clubhouse on the picks, uh, someone named Alaro, 234 points. Um, the, the, one of the most interesting is the, the win percentage. Zokika has a win percentage of 
percent uh, with a picking rate of 38 and 7, which is by far the best. Um, it's been a tough year. I think I'm like 30 and 15. Um, so I, you got to give a shout out to somebody that's picking games at that kind of clip. Um, also, at the top would be uh, Panic Dog tied for third. You've got St. Louis Dogs cards coming in at 11th. You have Between Her Hedges at 17. Tiff Willie at 20. And then as we scroll on down. Where's K-Dub? K-Dub. It's my daughter Katie. She and I have a, we have a season-long bet going over, over this. So. K-Dub? K-Dub. K-D-U-B. Uh, no. She, she's way up there. Oh, K Dubs. Yeah, K Dubs. Sorry. Fifth. Yeah, she's way up. Fifth there. overall. Yeah, yes. goodness she gracious. She's approximately overall. 90 spots ahead of me. Oh, yeah. wow. How so about, how, gonna, about yeah, how about, uh, how about William Leach the Goat, too? Myself. William Leach the Goat. He said he had a very good week. He said he had a good week. Uh, he's in 143rd. No, he must have had that You're good week. You're in 39th place, so mm. you lead all of us. I dropped down to 50 something. Mm. So, mm. Uh, but yeah, mm. keep, keep uh, making picks, and maybe we will have some year in. Prize for whoever comes in first. We couldn't give it away last year because Tony won the thing. Two years in a row, actually. Mm-hmm. But not this year. Yeah. All right. So starting with the picks, we have Coastal Carolina at Georgia Southern. The Eagles are 3-1, and one, and I think they will also beat Coastal Carolina this week. I am going to pick Coastal. Um, Coastal has – looks like they struggled a little bit. They played a much tougher schedule than Georgia Southern – uh, give me Coastal. I will also take Coastal. Then we have the other GSU. We have Georgia State hosting Troy. Troy Twa. no Troy no longer has uh, the third longest winning streak. They've lost two games this year. And Georgia State is undefeated. Might they run the table and be uh, at the conversation at the end? Probably no. not. No. But, but I do think they will beat Troy. Yeah, give me the Panthers. I'd like to note, by the way, there was a big piece in The Athletic today about how they are insistent that they will be keeping the group at five thing for the playoff. Okay. We'll see. But if I, I have to say, if, if, if that's true, Washington State's like, I'm in the Mountain West now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm in the Mountain West now. That's a much, I, I, frankly, I think Illinois should consider it. <laughs> that's the only way you're getting in Easier there. Easier path. Um, uh, I will take, uh, uh, I'll take Georgia State as well. What a good transition. We have uh, Illinois going to Purdue. Mm-hmm. Purdue's favored in this game, even yeah. though they're one and three. But I vowed to not take Illinois again, but I'm going to take Illinois. I this is a season salvager for me because if Illinois loses, Purdue's not good. They have a good offense, uh, but their defense is terrible. Of course, Purdue has Illinois' former defense coordinator as their coach. Um, I if Illinois loses this game, it's officially oh I don't really need to watch a lot of Illinois football the rest of the year, uh, and I'm not ready to do that yet. So uh, I, I'm I'm taking Illinois. I'm standing by me not trusting Illinois anymore. Going Purdue. Going to be scared. Purdue. I don't like it, but uh, just until until it's also different. really weird that uh, what's his face uh, uh, T- uh, the Harmon is Florida Atlantic's coach. It was weird watching. The Illinois Florida Florida Atlantic game, and it's Tom Herman. Remember the people wanted him Herman Herman. Sorry, Tom Herman. Oh, I thought it was Bush Davis. Yeah, yeah. sorry, uh, it's Tom Herman, uh, which is weird because it's not Ron Turner. There were a lot of people. I remember um, uh, Spencer Hall advocating for Herman to get the Georgia job over Kirby uh, back in the day. So it's wild seeing him uh, in Florida Atlantic. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little rinse rinse and repeat. Then this is the Friday game you're referencing. We have Utah going to Oregon State. 
Oregon State took their first loss. Cam Rising is still not going to be playing for Utah, but they've been playing so well in the ranked 10th. I'm going to go with the Utes. I'm also going with the Utes. But eventually Cam Rising is going to have to play. Like, this has been going on a long time. Yeah, I mean, it deters ACL. If Cam Rising plays, uh, because they, he dressed last week. If he plays, give me Utah. If he does not, give me Oregon State. Okay. And I'll, I'll, frankly, I'll make that pick. Friday? Friday. Yeah, I would think so. I'd be fine if you don't. Yeah, wait till Saturday. You I mean, I'm 95th place. I think I'm good. Okay. I then, think you're good. Then the place that game day is at. I'd like to know when was the last time game day went to a place where a team played back-to-back weeks. Because Notre Dame, they were Notre Dame last week. Now they're on the road at Duke. First time visit. I'm about to say, never been is to that, uh, does that soil you at all? So I mean, a I, I, I'm quite soiled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that Illinois has not been visited. Shadow your will sack. I guess I feel a little soiled. <laughs> um, but uh, I was actually trying to figure out who the guest picker is for this game. Coach K? I wonder if it was Coach K. Uh, Bobby but, from Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot of options. You've got a lot of options. Uh my guess is more. My guess is Coach K won't do it. It'll Jay be like Billis, Grant Hill. I oh, bet. I think Grant Hill seems like a great. good. Seems like a good. He's a good media friendly personality. NBA season is going to be starting soon. I, if Coach K, Coach K is obviously a person you can do if you do it. I bet he doesn't though. I bet it's, my my prediction is that it's Grant Hill. I am taking Notre Dame in this game. However, I hope it's Grayson Allen. And oh, <laughs> that would be a bummer. That would be. Awesome. Yeah. Just for the show. And like, so like, get Zion. Get like, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Like, go get Grayson Allen. Get Seth Johnson. Um, yeah, I'm taking Notre Dame. I am too. I am too. Uh, then we've got uh, Kansas visiting Austin. Uh, Kansas 4-0. Texas 4-0. This is a uh, battle of ranked teams. Didn't Kansas get them either last year or the last year before? Year, yeah. They got them last year. I think the Longhorns with uh, Quinn Ewers and uh, backup quarterback Arch Manning are way too good. I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Maybe they didn't get them last year. Maybe last year was a game where they came back and literally sent the tweet out. It's like, hey, come, Kansas is beating yeah. Texas. Yeah, that's right. Right? And like people start filing in the stadium. But look how far they've come. Yes, man. they have. Like, 4-0. Like, and, 4-0 and good. Playing legit good yeah, football. Good. I there's a part of me. What's the what's the line on this game? Uh, Texas seventeen and a half. See that feels a scooch high. I have to say, like maybe even more than a scooch high. I don't think Kansas is going to win this game. But Texas has looked a little wobbly since the win, and Kansas looked awesome. I'm taking Texas to win, but I would take the under seventy points in that game. Scooch means two or three points. Okay. I, I think know, it's ten points high. Term. I think it's ten points okay. high. Scooch. I'm taking Texas, but scooch. Yeah. Then we've got a big SEC East battle, Missouri and Vanderbilt. Uh, I I got a I think Missouri is uh, is good, <laughs> and Ken Vanderbilt is not. So I'm going to go with the thicker kicker and Missouri for the win. Man, Mevis's kick last week. The you should hang the the Kansas State player watching the ball go over his head through the uprights in the Louvre. I mean, it was just glorious. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Missouri here. Absolutely. Does, um, does Missouri have the best non-conference SEC win over Kansas State? Yeah, is there is there one that uh, someone have one better? Maybe I guess I don't. I don't think anybody yeah. does. Uh, I'll take Missouri. Yeah. Then we're down in the SEC West. We've got Bama and Mississippi State. This is a night game. Bama. in Starkville. Yeah. 
Bama's favored by 15 and a half. Too low. Mississippi State's terrible. I think Bama scores all the points. I think Bama has figured something out about their team. Uh, I think we will see a fair amount of a few shots from Jalen Milroe, but a decent amount of running, a lot of sitting on teams in the second half. Um, it is 2017 in the SEC again. It is. It really is. And you know what? You know when when that happens, you know who's really good? Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's team is actually really good at that. So yeah, I'll take Alabama as well. Moving on over to um, the state of Tennessee, where there are three state schools, and one of them is hosting South Carolina. I'm sure there's more. But is it there's three, Knoxville? Yeah, yeah. It's a little confusing at times, you know, not knowing which campus they're well, the at. The K on the end looks right. different. So, than so, look for the overalls. Yeah. Ten- overalls. Tennessee Knoxville is hosting uh, South Carolina. Boy, South Carolina is not good. Um, and I think Tennessee Knoxville, with their dark mode uniforms they're going to wear, in a night game, I think the Tennessee Knoxville knocks off the Gamecocks, and I think they beat them by a worse score than Georgia did. I don't think it's that bad, but I'll take I will take UT Knoxville. I'll take UT Knoxville. Then we've got LSU and Ole Miss in Oxford um, nursing their wounds. I guess you could say LSU lost in the first game of the season. They've rattled off three in a row. Ole Miss with that disappointing loss. I a thought bummer. at halftime Just they were going to win. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but having said that, I think Lane gets right this weekend and beats Brian Kelly's LSU Tigers. And this game's in Oxford. It's in Oxford at night. I, I wanted Mississippi to lose with more panache than yeah. they did last week, and uh, if they were going to lose, I wanted it to be fun. They did not. They lost. Thing. I'm I'm out on Mississippi. I'm taking LSU. I think it's a possibility LSU leaves um, Brian Kelly somewhere in the bayou near uh, Bay Force Um Give me Mississippi. <laughs> and we got the uh, the Johnson brothers from Oconee County High School uh, visiting Arkansas. Uh, Texas A&M looks like the the Miami game was a blip on the radar, but anybody looks like that, like that lately when playing Auburn. Texas A&M wins. Um, I'm going to say beats the spread and covers it easily. The spread is six and a half. I'm a little worried about Arkansas right now. Yeah. I have to say I'm a little Sam worried. Sam was a little yeah. contentious at his yeah. uh, press conference. I think there's reason to be concerned down there right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Texas a I think K.J. Jefferson has the game that he's been waiting to have and has all the yards and beats A&M. That's a, that's a very real possibility with Bobby Petrino and Jimbo. Oh, they're going to fist fight on the field. It's coming. Can't wait. And then this is uh, this game is important for Georgia next week because Florida goes to Lexington. Kentucky is four and zero. It's already set to be another night game in Athens next week. And if you want the possibility of game day to be here all day, uh, have a five and zero Kentucky facing off of, against a five and zero Georgia. Um, can, interesting thing: Kentucky is not ranked. Florida is ranked at three and one, is ranked number twenty two. Kentucky at four and zero is not ranked. But Kentucky's schedule so far, they've played Ball State. Huh, heard about them. Eastern Kentucky, Akron, and Vanderbilt. So that's kind of explainable. I think Kentucky does its job and, uh, and beats Florida. I agree. I think uh, I don't know if it brings game day here or not, but I do think Maybe it, not. it becomes a big thing. I think Kentucky wins. Yeah, yeah it's funny. When we started the season, I thought there was a possibility of this being uh, one versus 10, one versus 8 matchup. Kentucky has not helped. They're part of the bargain. They've looked sh- uh, shambolic at times. Um, the thing that gives me pause, I, 
I'm going to pick Kentucky, but the thing that gives me pause is Florida showed some signs of life uh, two weeks ago against Tennessee and then reverted back to form last week, like struggling to score points against a bad, bad uh, Charlotte team. Um, I think Kentucky wins. If they do, it's because Florida it stays in the in their shell of offense and Will Levis does enough to do – Will Levis. I'm sorry. Devin Leary does enough things to do Devin Leary stuff. Also, can we talk for a split second about Bob Stoops uh, employing employing their fans to get out and drink? Mark, a, is it Bob or Mark? Mark, sure, it's not Jeff. So, uh, Mark Stoops employing their their fans to get out and drink beer. Dude, you're in Kentucky. <laughs> drink bourbon. Yeah, it's well, it's fine. a noon kickoff, so I think he's worried about the the fans being rowdy. Well, or not? You want the fans to be rowdy? No, I know. Don't drink seltzer. To- That's the only thing. Don't drink seltzer. All right, so uh, CBS kickoff on the Plains in Auburn. Georgia visits Auburn. It's the 128th meeting of the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Uh, I would say a lot of our listeners have been to a Georgia-Auburn game down at uh, Jordan-Hare. It can be a hectic place. I've been there when Georgia's gotten boat raced, and I've been there when Georgia has won. And um, I'll tell you, you don't want to be there at a night game in Jordan-Hare when Auburn's got it rolling because... Uh, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not miserable. Good. It, is, miserable. it is miserable. I was also down there. I wasn't in the stadium. I was down there in 94 when we tied Auburn and broke their winning streak. That was, that was pretty mm-hmm. fun. You know, back in the, one of the last few years and, uh, when they allowed ties in college football. Oh, Miss is like, what do you mean? They don't allow ties. <laughs> um, so I'm, um, I've been thinking about this a lot this week. I've got a little hesitation. I felt, I felt the same way. The week of the South Carolina game where I picked Georgia to win by a lot. And I could tell after the second quarter that I I was wrong. I think this game's going to be close. I think that Auburn gets out to either a lucky start because of a turnover or a hot start. And that crowd starts roaring. Um, I think Georgia has to play catch up in this game. And catch up so much that Georgia ends up having to walk it off with a 26-21 win in overtime. Goodness gracious. Sorry, guys. Wait, how do you you win 26-21 in overtime? Okay, so... I'm sorry, 27-21 in overtime. So, Will, I was wrong earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting in my pick yet, but you're right. When he said that out loud, I had the feels and was like, I will not be ecstatic about that. (laughs) I will be happy we won. I will be happy we won, but I will not be ecstatic. Ecstatic will not be the correct terminology. Yeah, I just got a weird feeling. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they win 45 nothing, and everybody can be like, Scott, you're an idiot. And I'll be like, yeah, I am. But I don't know. I just got a feeling it's going to be nip and tuck and like, oh, my God. So, But Georgia wins, right? Mm -hmm. Ecstatic. (laughs) I'm ecstatic. Um, I don't think the game is going to be nearly that interesting in either direction. I don't think we're getting. I don't think we're getting twenty-seven, twenty-one, but I don't think we're getting forty-five nothing either. I actually do feel this is a game where they're going to make a conscious effort to start fast, to start fast because he's going to get on them that like that crowd. You don't want to get that because yeah. that's how it happens. That's yeah. how twenty-seven, twenty-one happens. Yeah. Is if they get off to a, if they get off to the South Carolina start. It's going to be a lot harder to reverse that than they did against Auburn. I don't think they're going to. I can see them actually scoring on their first couple of possessions, taking like a 14, 17 nothing lead, and then sitting on their head. And I think that's probably closer to what we get. I would say it's 27 to 6, 
sounds about right to me. Like not nearly as exciting as either one of those scenarios. I just don't think Auburn. I don't think Auburn can score that many points. And I think this feels like a game where they start. They start fast, and then the rest of the game is kind of dull. And I think that's what that's what happens. And so they can say, "Hey, look, okay, there." You know, mm-hmm. that you'll answer the slow start people, but you won't answer the forty-five nothing. We want forty-five nothing people. Yeah, so it's interesting that you say that that way, Will, because I was sitting here thinking about the 2017 game, which last time Georgia lost to Auburn. Uh, That was the exact scenario. Georgia fell behind Auburn. Georgia never really could get in front of the chain, so to speak, as far as getting momentum, and they just faltered. It was 40-17 to is what you said the score was. Um, Look, I – Every time I've gone into – every game this season, I've had a certain feeling about how the game's going to go. I've been wrong, right? I thought last week Georgia would blank UAB. Clearly that didn't happen. Um, so I don't, I don't know. 27-10 sounds right. Georgia's going to win. But I I think the most likely scenario, just being reasonable about it, is exactly what Will said. Georgia jumps out to a big lead and basically like, – like the second half is going to be – an hour and 10 minutes slog where um, George is going to keep the ball, uh, you know, multiple five, six, seven play drives for four and a half minutes. Auburn's going to go three quick and out. And then George gets the ball back and runs another four to five minutes off the clock, but didn't score anything yeah. that that's what it feels like most reasonable way to approach this. Yeah, I think that's right. And uh, there's no reason to run it up on Auburn anymore because Auburn's it's just Auburn, just, just Auburn, Auburn. Yep. just Auburn. Yeah. Anybody. Although, if you want to, Kirby, feel free. Yeah, I mean, no one's we'll allow you. it. No one's going to stop you. That would be that would be, would be a personality change, though. I would say. Right. Also, Ryan Day, your team's soft. Oh, oh my god! Come at me. Come oh, at freaking me. weirdo. Oh my god, that guy's dude, such a weirdo. Yeah, and his uh, his beard is uh, too dark yeah. for his age. Yeah, he's definitely got some just for man going on. I think I, I said this on the on the post game show. That that dude just doesn't look like someone that I would be friends with. <laughs> he just doesn't seem like my kind of guy. No, he has zero chill. Yeah, zero. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right, well, everyone, I will uh, be in Nebraska. Uh, we'll be checking the game. Uh, you sound too excited about Illinois, that. Illinois, Georgia. How and do you the get there? We are flying to Omaha and then driving the hour from Omaha to Lake. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll fly uh, straight to Salt sure, Lake. I'm sure it's Omaha Regional Airport. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. They might could go to maybe like a is it a prop big, plane Saskatchewan. Do you have to do you have to stop somewhere? No, and it's like a real refuel. Plane. It's no, it's a real plane. Okay. I, we have to pedal it, but it's a real plane. Gotcha. Um, I right, will be safe, everyone. Enjoy uh, enjoy the week. I'm, and I'm excited to get back and actually get and watch the Georgia game start to finish. I was really hoping they were not going to play at 3.30, but unfortunately they are at the same time as Michigan Nebraska. I'll be there with young William. Uh, if he gets on the board, he'll pour, pour some water on his head. I'm hoping, I'm crossing my fingers, I might get to wear a jacket this weekend. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, until then, uh, hey, everyone, uh, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, Will and Tony will be back with the post-game analysis for the Georgia-Auburn game. Um, somewhere in the mountain or central time zone, they'll figure it out with technology or, or something, or phones and you know telegrams. But I digress from that. Uh, good luck to uh, all of your game watching. Hopefully some of y'all are going down to Auburn and going to be uh, packing that stadium and offsetting the few Auburn cheers that I hope will happen. But, you know few nonetheless and uh we'll see you on campus next weekend for another night game with uh, georgia kentucky and as always go dogs